Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 264, episode one of Dirt Daily's Eight Days! It's a production of iHeartRadio. What did you say about the White House? I said, they're going to the White House. Yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah, doing the yeah. full Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Howard Dean. The Dean scream. They tried to Dean scream again, and the mainstream media has lost their powers of assassination. They couldn't, oh, yeah. they couldn't quite get Fetterman taken down. More like the lame Dean media. Yeah, lame Dean media. It was funny because like Howard Dean was like this the first outsider candidate. Then he just like went on to be the head of like the DNC. He was like yeah. the most the most mainstream of Democrats. Anyways, hey Miles, ah. this is a podcast where we take a oh. deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Is it now? That's fun, right? Yeah, I like that idea. It is Monday, November twenty first, twenty twenty two, first day of Black Friday week. <laughs> happy first happy first night of Black Friday to you. <laughs> the uh, only <laughs> holiday we celebrate around here. Yeah. Uh, it's also World Television Day. World Television yeah, Day? Yeah, nothing went wrong there. World Hello Day, National Gingerbread Cookie Day, National Stuffing Day. I can get behind that. And National Red Mitten Day to, for Canadian Olympic Pride. Mm. I guess. Okay. Sure. Is that really what it is? Yeah, apparently. Okay. I th- it's probably like some marketing thing because, like, how is this? A- I mean, look, no no shade of Canada. I mean, fantastic people, fantastic winter. Uh, it wasn't it a national hello day very recently or international hello day It's probably very like recently. there's so many fucking different ones. It's probably like national hello day, national say hello day. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's so yeah. many permutations of the same Maybe. concept, which is just fucking engaged with other human beings. 
on planet Earth. What if that was like a really vitriolic take against the use of the word high? They were, mm. <laughs> they were like, no, fuck high. Fuck it's got to be the full word. I don't get high. I get hello. That's right. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. White Thighs, Soggy Fries, Lasix Fix, Miles' Eyes, Overrated, <laughs> Underrated, Guess or Chistery, Estated, Twizzlers, Red Vine, Sweet Tarts, Ever Maynard, Hates, Farts, Liz Truss is a quitter, Free Jack East, Neil on Twitter, <laughs> Kanye West is insane, Christy Yamaguchi, Main, Subway Tuna, Might Have Turtles, R-H-C-P-K, How Am I Get to Lambo? Think that you're a tough guy? Ever asked yourself why? Here on the Daily Zeitgeist, things are pretty great, but it's second rate and rate and rate. Uh, That's courtesy of Right to Post, and he gave it to me on Twitter. That old, that old format, still holding strong, might no longer exist. As part of me suspects, the whole thing of like Twitter's gone tomorrow is a little overblown but maybe no, not gonna have, it seems like everyone doesn't work there anymore well <laughs> remember when it, you get the whale screen back in the yeah. day that's yeah. it's gonna be a lot of that to start yeah. off you know i don't think you're gonna go and like suddenly it's like oh your phone does not support this app no right yeah and who yeah, knows yeah, if he's trying to shield screen. himself from bankruptcy whatever it's it's a whole fucking mess out there it's a whole fucking mess out yeah, there, man. and I'm thrilled to be joined in here by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Eat the banana from the bottom, turtle subway tuna has got him, can't ride a dirigible for free, how are you get to a Lamborghini, white queen <laughs> that now with skin bag is king, in and out french fries, no for limping. Go ask that punk if he's a tough guy. I'll bet anger management made him cry. Okay, Woo! shout out to Fighter of the Nightman ah, on the Twitter. Or no, that's a Discord for the RHCPK. That's two Fighter of the Nightman RHCPKs. I see more in the line, but thank you for that. Uh-oh. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready, motherfuckers. People, I can't stop just seems to have the easiest... Like can't stop. Yeah, the yeah. cadence works. People are like, "Yep, I can, yep, I can work with that." It's not too mm-hmm. offbeat or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. we found you some. got the boys down. Well, Miles, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny writer, graphic designer, illustrator, mm-hmm. uh, one of the funniest stand-ups doing it. His album Sixteen Bits is available wherever fine comedy albums can be streamed. And we don't usually do content warnings, but I got to warn you, this guy's is a little twisted. <laughs> <laughs> His brain is pretty, I don't know. It's not like, it's not your grandpa's brain. This guy's a little, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Joker. This guy's, this guy's been Joker-fied. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Stephen Wilbur! Nice try. Nice try, guys. And uh, see what you're uh, trying to do. Pump me up with that whole Joker stuff. Ooh, you want to... See how I got these emotional scars? Want me to do something fun like that? But uh, <laughs> nice try. I got these emotional nice. Scars. Nice, nice try, try asshole. It, it's been not too long since I've been on yeah. the show, and uh, I wonder why that is. It yeah, you've be... been you've been interrogating us ever since you got on, asking like, who dropped? Why? Well, why am I back? It just can so it happens. just be that we really like you? We want the mayor of Ro- <laughs> we want the mayor I of Roku City here. I wish. <laughs> I wish it was that. 
simple. I wish I could come in here and talk about Roku City, you know, <laughs> the Roku City of our city of our city. I wish I could. I wish I could do system of a down parodies, but no. Go on. The fact is, <laughs> the last time I was on here, we had a fun little riff sesh. Mm-hmm. About that time, Aaron Carter beat Shaquille O'Neal oh, at a game right. of basketball. That was last time. And then, oh, just a few days later, who uh, who passed away? Yeah, uh, spoiler: was it wasn't Shaq. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of your little like sick audio version of Death Note, where I come on <laughs> and use my powers. To eliminate people on your poop list. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I know I talked a lot already, but I'm yep. just gonna, I'm not gonna shut say up. anything about <laughs> anyone. I'm not gonna talk about anything. I'm not, away. if I talk about anything, it's only gonna be about dead Come on, people. dude. Let us know dead your people. History. Overrated, Elvis, <laughs> underrated, Aaliyah. Like, that's, that's what I'm right. gonna do. Okay. Oh, only face. dead people on today's episode. Talk about only JFK Jr. We evoke JFK Jr. So all the people that went to Dealey Plaza again for off the strength of the QAnon rumors yeah. are going to be like, he's back. What if we have the reverse power? Yeah. Let's try to bring back. people back this episode. <laughs> oh, let's do a fun riff about Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've already spilled my blood in accordance with the blood decrees that we signed. So you spit your blood. <laughs> I got to say, man, that you you brought up the Shaq nick carter thing to end to the point that i didn't even aaron card what is it yeah aaron carter my bad to the point that i didn't even know his fucking name just then just now but also i didn't i didn't know about that song so i had to go watch the video so i don't know if this is i don't know (laughs) if this is is some attempt to lay the groundwork for your defense but did, did iHeartRadio tell you in a memo to gaslight me today? Is that what the oh, it's the gaslight special for Wilbur? Let's. No, that is how they start off every day. Is just let's a illuminate the cobblestone streets with this gaslight. We're just gonna give right. him the gaslight special. Oh, anyway, it's great to be here. Night. <laughs> great to have you back. Yeah, great to have you back, man. All right, well. Stephen, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a Even moment. First, better. we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the right-wing response to the Senate moving to defend gay marriage and interracial marriage. And they are like, what the f-? <laughs> they're, they th- they're like big mad in a way that suggests they think everybody's with them on this it's... one. Uh, even Ben Shapiro. We're going to get to... It's yeah. the rare treat where we get to hear from Ben Shapiro. So we'll check in with him. Rare treat. We're going to check in with the effective altruism movement, which is starting to get a lot of attention after the collapse of FTX. Effective altruism is this like philosophical utilitarian system of ideas that like really started from a good place. It was all about like, how do we do the most good? And it started with like using analysis. Yeah. 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 And then it got infected by capitalism. And so I just want to talk about that, talk about how FTX's collapse is being covered, first of all, and then just talk about the all-corrupting influence of of capitalism. And then we're going to talk about some Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes. There's there's been a schism. No. What do you mean? (laughs) Tools making a Hallmark video. Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> Candace Cameron Burr. Oh, Bure. You don't have to yeah. mention her, but I'm going to. Yeah. She she made headlines for like saying, nah, Hallmark is too woke for me. So we're we're gonna talk about that. Uh oh, plenty yeah. more, but first so powerful. Steven, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? <laughs> Cornflower smell. Cornflower like, smell. What's a like this this like the scent of a cornflower? I just wanted to know if it had one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are, what is that? Like it grows from corn? Like or are corn you talking stock? about the flour, the like cooking flour made from corn? I'm talking. <laughs> are you talking about the F L O U R or F L O W E R? Or are we talking about Centaurea cyanus? I'm uh, talking about the perfume made by Jonathan Davis. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the... Uh... <laughs> so, dude, what would that... What would Jonathan Davis's corn-inspired fucking cologne smell like? I don't know, but I'd call it Reek on a Leash. There I like you that? go. There we go. No, the flower. <laughs> I don't know the why flower. it's called... Oh, it was a weed in cornfields, I guess. Is why got it, got it, got it. Thanks, Wait, Wikipedia. Did you? Are you like walking past them pretty frequently, and you never had the courage to smell it? So you're like, let me try the internet first I, before I stick my nose in another flower that's going to make me sneeze. I think just as a creative type, <laughs> when I think of a flower, like corn flower, something about it, it's got a very cellar door quality to me. Like I love just corn flower as a as a word so and i just mm. kind of wanted to know if i were to drop that in something saying that it had a smell am i right yeah, <laughs> am i right, right. <laughs> there you go and i saw that there were some cornflower like perfume things so i assume uh, it must have some sort of unless the cornflower served as some sort of binding agent yeah. <laughs> for the perfume yeah i could see that being in a novel like a art novel like corn the the color, the sky painted the color of cornflower or some shit like that, you know. The cornflower murders a uh, <laughs> a Jack Gray mystery. There you go. <laughs> written by Stephen Wilbur, forward by Nora Roberts. Right. <laughs> the end of uh, the end of Cornflower Road. This sounds it sounds like another one too. A memoir. Oh the man, cor- <laughs> there's a newsflash. Monsanto is just taking out all cornflowers. Holy shit. That's crazy. It lined up like that. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I flew What's too the... close to the sun. With you the flew way too close. Riff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Look what you did. Look what you did with your powers again. Uh, this is like the time I was on Rogan and talked about bees. <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like that could be a like a uh, shitty Stephen King short story is like person who goes on podcasts because he just had that one where it's like magic cell phone that kills people when you leave a voicemail for a dead guy. Like, right. so a cheese and die. Yeah. Right. RL Stein. Right. Yeah. yeah. Death curse. Mm-hmm. Death cast. Retweet, for and, retweet and die. Death cast for cutie. Yeah. Ah, what is something you think is overrated? <laughs> Let's be honest. Twitter. Mm. Oh, go on. Wow. Wow. Hit him with it, Stephen. What's going on over there? Oh, you want to hear some real tea? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> between you, me, and the wall. Uh, it's not looking so great over there. Oh, no. <laughs> Watch, by the time this comes out, you might have actually killed fucking Twitter. <laughs> I know. Like, you're really, you're really flying close to the sun right now, man. Y'all, if this comes out Monday and you're getting the whale shit on your, on your browser or phone, Steven, is there like a P.O. box that can send you veiled threats? Uh, no, just a uh, tweet. Tweet at okay. me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Are you are you looking at the like? How are you experiencing the end of Twitter or like the Twitter freakouts that are happening on the platform? Are you just like watching? Are you? Do you feel compelled to say things? Because when I look at Twitter, it reminds me of like having senioritis in high school, where I'm like, yeah, man, a lot of these people are getting like sappy about this shit. I'm ready to go. You know, right, and, right. and I'm high every day in class and because I don't give a fuck if the teachers catch me this time. But I do feel like it is sad, though, because I'm like, well, I don't want it to go away. But also, I don't have the energy to express any of it. Quite yet. Like my Twitter feed is most times something happens. It is all just comedians doing their jokes about it. And anything I could possibly think of to say funny Somebody on the East Coast already did. <laughs> yeah, said it four, years, so, four right. hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that would have been good. That's me yeah. just scrolling down, like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, one or, thought I oh, had was that's not funny. <laughs> one thought I had was like, if it's really going down, just change my avatar and just go mask off AOL chat room troll, like on ignorant people, like when I used to have that kind of energy. But I was like, I don't, I don't need to dabble in that. But I just see so many. I'm an old man. I'm an old man now. I've learned. You know, it's not. It's not worth <laughs> just the energy. Full leg MAGA. What 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 would you do with your? I don't even know, man. I I don't know. Like I look at my drafts and shit, and I'm like, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. The times <laughs> I've withheld like fucking atomic blasts on on threads and shit. But it's like again, I think it's mostly to do with the fact that the the dangerous part for me was getting too caught up in like it being a. Uh, purely like for my ego expression on Twitter. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I like lurking. I'll do that. Healthier for me. Very lurking. Yeah, very lurking. What, Steven, is something you think is underrated? Honestly? Between you and me and the wall. Twitter. No, um, <laughs> vodka. Mm. Uh-huh. A lot of people rag on vodka. And I think we should appreciate it a little more. It's like the blank canvas for a lot of great drinks. Like it's like Turkey, Turkey. You can season Turkey with everything. It's like mm. delicious. And like <laughs> so like many, big turkey. So many, <laughs> it's like Turkey or chicken. Yeah. You, you just like, you put you, anything you on lot, it. And it's like, do you oh, cook a lot great. of Turkey. Do I eat a lot yeah. of Turkey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> 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 I'm a sleepy little baby boy. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people like buy expensive tequila, so it will taste like vodka. <laughs> like, right. oh, it's so yeah. good. Oh, this is so, clean. so good. It tastes like drinking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's most vodka, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you big, uh, like, drink uh, connoisseur? You like cocktails and things like that? Oh, God, no. Oh, just pulled that one out of thin air. I love a, I love a Moscow Mule. I'll tell you that. I mean, who did it 12 years ago? Rude. Wow. <laughs> I'm a guest. I'm a guest. <laughs> this sure, is I can guest kill in here, people huh? with my voice. <laughs> okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moscow Mules, real good, real good. Oh, very God, good, I very just good. killed vodka. You just killed vodka. <laughs> oh, no. Vodka, Twitter, Moscow Mules, those copper oh. mugs, 
they vanished. Go look in your cabinets. They're gone, folks. They're gone. Were you sent by the CIA to destabilize Russia? Do you think is that is that what this is all isn't really coming sent to? anywhere? This is all <laughs> just over Zoom. Could it, it would I be? Got, I got an email and they were like, "Hey, walk over, walk <laughs> over to the computer, rag on Russia a little bit. You don't even need to put on pants. Cool, <laughs> and we'll send you an Amazon gift card." Yeah, I just think the idea of Stranger Things was just always about like Eleven would actually grow into what Steven, what we're saying Steven is, is a person who goes on podcasts and can kill people. And kill like people that's the their... whole that's what the whole lead up to Stranger Things is really about preventing Eleven from being able to go on podcasts and get those takes off that kill people. Mm. Oh. oh, I'm actually I'm 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's cute because um, it says. It's a Stephen number. All right, let's go on. Get on to the news. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good stuff. It's... Look, you're the What's guest. That Alex Jones no, no, we're gonna sit with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, twelve. <laughs> sure, you don't want to tweet that, man. This yeah, one, like, you gotta get it in. Get it in under the like... wire. <laughs> Nah, somebody already did. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Three hours ago. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point of sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate, whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier, Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, 
And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. And we're back. Mm-hmm. And so is same-sex marriage, even interracial marriage, is back in the spotlight. Like it it's never getting, left. Oh, I thought yeah. it's back. It's, it's happening back. again. Yeah, they're and the we're back, sick of people. it <laughs> over here. <laughs> That's how I express that. Like I'm having marital troubles. Is I'm like, uh, interracial marriage, guys, not yeah. great. I'm the poster boy that they hire. I'm like, I'm telling you guys, you don't want to do it. Yeah, my life is terrible because my parents are so reckless not sticking with their own. That's right. But yeah, the uh, ever since the Senate moved the Respect for Marriage Act to a vote, uh, like it's just been full freakouts on the right. I feel like the last ten days or so has been just a lot of like Republicans and like people in the mainstream who are like, "Wait, the status quo as we saw it isn't." What? 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 What's happening here? They're like utterly confused. The first first guy, Brian Brown, who's like the head of this hate group, the National Organization for Marriage, is so angry about what happened. He wrote this email to like all of the people who are, you know, supporters of this uh, hate group. He said, quote, sadly and tragically, the United States Senate with the collusion of 12 turncoat Republican senators who betrayed their party platform and the votes of 50 million Americans who enacted state constitutional amendments defining marriage as the union of one man and one woman have voted to impose same-sex, quote-unquote, marriage on the nation. This is a very You can use a couple M-dashes, but that's a run-on sentence, my friend. Yeah, that's, well, that's, look, when you're... Come on. When you're, <laughs> when you're, when you're that mad, I guess, yeah. Yeah, grammar goes out the window when you're so filled with hate. Now, yeah. this isn't the Brian Brown... Australian actor who played Tom Cruise's sensei in Cocktail, right? <laughs> no, I don't think it's the same. No. It's not. It's not the guy from FX. FX Two. No, no, no. With not Brian that guy. I thought that was Michael Caine in both of those cases. <laughs> yeah, he does look like he, is, he does kind of look like Michael to Caine. crackle Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah, he's the kind of guy who ends up on Nathan for you, saying he's a Michael Caine impersonator. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, yeah and this guy's kind of weird. He was an Aussie, but it's all good. That is Stephen. 
like for somebody who came on and said you're not gonna get me to talk about people who might die wow taking shots brian brown is alive if i talk about older people then it's like that wasn't me (laughs) right okay uh well we'll see bucks like aaron carter it's like uh uh-oh yeah that's right plausible deniability great power comes great responsibility this letter goes on to say, this is a very disappointing development. It feels like a punch in the gut from people who regularly portray themselves as conservatives and people of faith, yet who have voted with the radical homosexual lobby and the most extreme elements of the Democrat Party. Be assured that we radical intend to hold them accountable. <laughs> the at the end, <laughs> he's like, we need donations, too, man. And there's like a thing like at the bottom says, donate crypto, too. Really? But I, you know. oh, it's a, it says you can donate in crypto. Yeah, the sign off. It's like donate yes. this, donate that, and he says donate crypto here. It's like <laughs> wow, like a scam on top of a scam. Hi, hey, if you're embarrassed to have the paper trail, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, is that the is that I I haven't donated crypto in a long time. Like, is that who's still mainly <laughs> like advertising the crypto? Is like people being people who are like, yeah, you'll probably be ashamed by this. So I, I don't even know what what the point of that is. I think it's just sort of like they're they're going all out. Also, think because a lot of the thinking is, look, usually when this many people like you know get it to a vote, it means they got the votes to pass it for the final vote. Unless we can get to enough people in the House of Representatives, please give me a hundred thousand mm. uh, dollars because you hate people getting married to who they love. Anyway, then one of the like televangelist former spiritual advisors to Donald Trump has just been like, I think, just seeing everything wither away from like the abortion smackdown to the then like the, the Senate pushing through the Respect for Marriage Act, going just guns blazing against Donald Trump. Just saying if just everything like I think this person's had enough and said, quote, if Mr. Trump can't stop his little petty issues, how does he expect people to stop major issues uh, and goes on to just talk about how he's, he acts like an elementary school or elementary school child. And, you know, his focus on like these smaller issues completely betrayed like the the momentum that the evangelical movement had, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I think it. It, it, yeah, they're having a little bit of a hard time. And it, his, it sort of boils down to he's just feeling like if he wasn't such a piece of shit, they would have been able to do more harm to non cishet Christians. Yeah. Uh, what does it I'm take to call yourself an advisor for a president? You like a meeting, a single meeting? A yeah, that's why I like. There's so many people who are. Yeah. Yeah. Like put that on like their the... put that on their CV. It's like what? What a picture next to them? <laughs> yeah. Are, is there a red phone on his desk? That he's like, or I feel right. like it's like that lie I would hear like Gen X or boomers say like in the early 2000s where they're like, I used to be a roadie for this band back in the day. And they'd like right. tell you some lie. And you're like, how do we like, I can't even verify that. And so I'm like, that guy's not a, was never a fucking roadie for the, or like for brands Guns who are shit. brands who are the official yarn of NASCAR. Well, they get to do that because they're the, they get exclusivity as a sponsor, and then they can say, yes, we are the only yarn who bothered to be like, we know our customers. Uh, yarn gang loves NASCAR Vroom Vroom. They love Earnhardt scarves. It's just, it, it again, the, the confu- it's like a lot of confusion around what you hear these conservatives say, like when it comes to what happened with people actually you know, voting for in- increased body autonomy. 
or the idea that like Republicans were also willing to say, yeah, man, you can get married to whoever the fuck you want. It's just like the wheels are spinning in this way that they just cannot get over the idea that it's like it's it's always been a losing strategy that we've only been able to stay relevant through all the disingenuous like map fucking and things like that. So I just want to hear from Ben Shapiro. I do. And so do I you. do, too. Well, we got him on the line. Uh, got him on the line. Ben, Sh- ben Shapiro's argument. He's like completely incensed by this. And he's saying like. I, I don't know. He, he's just trying to say it makes sense that only a man and a woman, a, a cis man and a cis woman get married to each other because fucking aliens can even see that or I don't hear. Is that is, is this a new one? Because I feel like I've heard his arguments on this subject before. It's he's I, he's pretty in uh, pretty ideologically ignorant uh, mm. and consistent with that ignorance. So, yeah, you probably have. This is him just screaming at Matt Walsh, who's just like oh, not this saying recent, anything. Yeah, yeah, this recent. Matt Walsh looks like he's wearing a fake beard. Yeah. <laughs> <He does>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the Matt Walsh. The, not from UCB. It's not, the, it's not the Matt Walsh from UCB. Although it could end up being because this person is clearly wearing a disguise. Okay, here's, okay. Here, here we go. I'm, I'm highly annoyed by the constant derogation of non-religious arguments into religious arguments. And this is what the left loves to do. They like to say, you're pro-life. The reason you're pro-life is because of your, your crazy religion. And so. Uh, yeah. Right. It's because I mean, you, you, you say it yourselves when you say why and go, because the Bible said, well, huh? Okay, but. Or okay. I, I also like to, you know, appeal to white supremacy as well. The other thing <laughs> that you seem to be, uh, would you rather that, Ben? Is yeah, that because well, that, I, I do feel like the, the thing you're railing against is actually the polite thing that the polite mainstream media says is like well it's just their religious beliefs that's like them taking you at your word yeah yeah being nice about it yeah maybe we can respect your crazy religion along those that that is not the argument for marriage the argument for marriage has literally nothing to do with religion you could be an an, a visitor from from mars and Uh and you could see that all of human procreation relies on man woman child this is not particularly difficult stuff by essentially boxing in the argument in favor of traditional marriage into well if you're a crazy religious believer maybe we'll let you have that but you know if you're if you're baking a, if you're a cake baker then we're not sure about that right i mean like we're not sure how far this this religious liberty thing extends what you're really doing is you're setting the ground game at same-sex marriage and traditional marriage are completely the same thing and if you object to it the only reason that we'll even allow you to do that is because of this crazy thing called religion anyway good gish out there Pat. yeah yeah but that's a loser. And you That's have a to loser. believe they are completely the same thing in order to argue against Ben Shapiro. Yeah. They are completely the same thing. Yeah. Oh, did you see Matt Walsh freaking out because uh, the men's, the U.S. men's national team for the World Cup are like including a rain, like a rainbow spectrum on the like the crest of the men's team because Cutter is so like just violently homophobic. He like you know couldn't what? believe that they would do that. It's like, just shut up, fool. Like, you know welcome what? to 2022. The midterms didn't quite have me over the edge, but now I think we can officially say we've won with the <laughs> with the rainbows on the on the World Cup. I think I think we we can just yeah, stop paying attention to disaster this disaster of a World a, Cup that's about to call happen. it a dub. It's yeah. a W. You guys lost. They yeah. Put <laughs> I saw that Target had dog toys that said "Yes, Queen" like two years ago, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. I can tune out." That was the tip of the spear. <laughs> Stephen, that was the tip of the spirit, but we're it's been a systematic movement to get to this point where the rainbows are on the uniforms. Yeah, it, I just it, it, 
we're, we're it's like this whole week has just been people in like their insulated echo chambers like actually being confronted with what like like uh majorities look like and they're like what the fuck like whether that's like elon <laughs> musk not knowing how any of this shit works or these people like yeah. the fuck is but i thought elon musk i thought y'all wanted so the blue good. check i thought the thing was you saw the blue check as being like a college degree and if i democratize that then you it would all be great and they're like no you're just all the people that you that are like your suck-ups just hate people like really just hate the journalists that have blue check marks like rather right. than the like practice of having and verified accounts you haven't heard from a person giving you objective facts in the past i don't know 15 years and or since so, your dad said he didn't love you or something like right. that yeah, <laughs> that was the last objective <laughs> truth that yeah, he heard. Because you uh, you're a bad kid, man. Like, yeah, because you're gross. You're just like a bad, gross person. You're bad. That, yeah, you sorry, you are bad. That but bad. that thing that that tells you that at the core of your soul and makes you be this way is actually correct. But yeah. it's the one kind of locus of truth that you have inside your whole being. But the the other thing that he got big wrong this week was or last week was when he was like ultimatum, put up or shut up. If you're not on board with me, then you're out my way or the highway by tomorrow. And then like as it was coming and nobody had signed on with this thing, he was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, my, my bad, my bad. Uh, actually, <laughs> everybody uh, just resigned. Yeah. And now he's like, uh, come by Twitter to like tell me about code you wrote. Like, <laughs> it'd be great if you could fly in. Obviously, if you can't, you can Zoom. I don't I don't know if I'm going to cover those costs, but. Get right. your ass in here. I don't yesterday. know if I'm gonna cover this <laughs> Okay, of course not. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 big bad. Well, on on the subject of just you know complete and total victory in the world of culture. Yeah. You know, and our long term strategy to just make it so nobody can be a Christian ever mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. and that Christmas is a word that you can't even say punishable by death. Candace Cameron Burr made headlines all over the world for being an asshole. Oh, okay. So this, I hadn't really thought about her for a long time because my therapist told me to, to stop doing that. <laughs> they, they were like, you got to stop, man. Your therapist, Jody Sweeten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, re so she's Kirk Cameron's sister. Is that, that like made sense of the story. You for didn't me. Like, know that? No, I just had forgotten it. Like, I remembered it back then. But like, what, as this came up and I was like, wait, oh, right. She's part of that whole thing. So right. they're the straight to crackle Jason and Justine Bateman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so she used to star in lots of Hallmark Channel holiday movies, but left to star in movies for the newer conservative Christian network, Great American Family. Mm-hmm. And she brought two of her full house stars with her, including Aunt Becky herself, Lori Laughlin. And so this is this is a big deal. You know, mm -hmm. she's it, she she's a soldier in the culture culture war. She's she's ready to put her life and career on the line by taking a huge payday. Mm -hmm. Thank you for and your service. Thank you for your service, ma'am. But Great American Family describes itself as a channel celebrating faith, family, and country, and is owned by a company started by. Bill Abbott, who was the guy who was running Hallmark when they refused to run an ad on their network that had a same-sex marriage in it. So, oh, he, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, Remember this is probably the era when you couldn't have magic in Hallmark films. That probably lines right. up with this guy's philosophy. Okay, yeah. So 
Hallmark have made efforts to diversify their Christmas movies with several movies featuring gay couples in recent years. And Candace Cameron's comments were condemned by everyone from Glad to Stephanie Tanner herself, Jodie Sweetin. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. My my therapist, Stephanie Tanner. Good for her, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. I was like... (laughs) I assumed she was one of the ones that they had brought over, but it seems like she she's come come around, you know? Yeah. She did not say how rude, because uh, that wasn't her line, right? Not even when the cops no, that were That was 100% down. her line. <laughs> that was? How uh-huh. rude. Okay. Hell yeah. That's I thought, I, I picture one of the Olsen twins saying that. No, that's, reason. you got it. She said, you got it, dude. You got it, dude. Or, you got it, you're dude. in big trouble, mister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, it takes two. Right. Stop, stop. Don't talk about the Olsen twins. I went to school with them. And I yeah, you I did, went to a right? dance with one of them one year. Uh, we got Elizabeth. Wow. It's fine. That was a huge deal. <laughs> when I when I was like in college and I guess you were in high school, I visited my friends in LA and they were like going to a party that one of the Olsen twins were at and it was like a, a big deal to everyone. They were like, Oh my god, the Olsen twins. So you must have been Mr. King shit, man, going to a dance with one of the Olsen twins. I don't know. I think I was just like the cool like chat boy of color at the school and you know, it just uh made them look cool. I don't know, you know, that's my own self worth I'm working through in therapy. Why did why did they work with me? I don't mm. know. I anyway, know. I but, think of a, a party, a party with the Olsa twins. In my head, I'm like, oh, the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That would be yeah. pretty cool shit. To or it's to. like when it's it's like a party like you've never fucking experienced, and you don't know if it's like fun or totally weird and boring when you like, go. Oh. Yeah, Ice White Chet was a documentary. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like everyone's wearing newspaper masks and humming this one melody. Like, huh? <laughs> But yeah, so she issued a non-apology blaming the press and painting herself as the victim of a toxic media system which falsely sought to sow division by reprinting the thing she said, which I let let me did I read her quote? Let let me make sure I have it. Okay, so she came under fire because in an interview in the Wall Street Journal, she said that gaffes Christmas content would only feature traditional marriage. The traditional family, of course. Yes. The traditional family, of course, being three kids, one dad, his former college roommate, plus his dead wife, (laughs) drunk playing brother, and his entire family all crammed into an attic, I think. Right. (laughs) And And, a dog sometimes. And I don't know if you saw the thing. There was this video that was kind of blown up on the internet about how there was this big plot hole in Full House where Uncle Jesse talks about dropping out of high school, but then he said he didn't, like in later episodes. And this guy, like, his mind was blown and for 16 years he was trying to contact the writers of Full House to be like, you know, like you said, he dropped out of high school in season two, right? And like, it's like a really interesting video, but they know the guys, Jesse, Uncle Jesse's a fucking Also, you can drop too. out of high school and go on to go to college. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, also, gonna... Uncle Jesse seems like the type of person that he, he could have like been valedictorian and but wouldn't tell anybody because oh, that would undercover smart yeah. guy yeah i didn't want to fuck up yeah his brand. yeah because he's got this yeah. persona Hell's that mercy. he's got yeah. he went to yeah. mit dude what the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> he's like the guy from the offspring he's really smart yeah <laughs> but anyways like that you know this shouldn't be that surprising the act of making a 
bigoted Christmas movie should be the Cameron family crest at this point. But, <laughs> you know, she once defended the Oregon bakery that illegally refused to bake a wedding cake for a lesbian couple. So, yeah, yeah. she's not she, she's not for the rights of uh, very many people or, or she's for the rights of a very specific group of people. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And she's also just, you know, with that, that whole family is you know, all in on homophobia, especially her brother. So mm-hmm. the Tanners. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Tanner <laughs> family has really gone to shit. Oh, Candace. But again, it's like there was another one where she like posted a thing where she's like a, on TikTok where she's like, am I the villain here? Like kind of like trying to like troll people about like what her, you know, bigoted stance was. But it's like you're I, I don't know. She's 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 only relevant in that she was in a seminal show for a lot of people's childhoods. Other than that, it's not like you're talking about like a real mover and shaker. So it's like, I don't know, Miles, her acting talent is undeniable. I think it's we can undeniably awful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're right. Talk about her personal life all you want. But <laughs> for me, game recognized game. And I can't. <laughs> can't she was the weak point in a cast that was not was not full of, you know, the world's greatest actors. Somehow. But. Two of the cast members that were incoherent babies ended up becoming the bigger stars on that show. Yeah, so, and were much more talented and gave more convincing performances. Better fashion sense too, you know. Oh my God. Way yeah. cooler when looking or when way cooler looking when they smoke cigarettes at a young age. And in case it's not clear to you what safe means in this case, last year, like that their definition of what safe and traditional family last year. They made 12 Christmas movies. Gaff? Is that what it is? And uh, all but one centered on straight white characters. So, wow. (laughs) The other was a white savior story. (laughs) And one one of the companies bankrolling the channel belongs to a Republican National Committee co-chairman and Donald Trump Jr.'s fan. Although that could be said about probably every company in the country. (laughs) Yeah. It's all. Check out Warner Discovery Plus. You know, you're going to get yeah. some uh, interesting stuff there. Too. I think they even have a talking point about like these are safe movies that value, quote, American culture and, quote, heritage. So yeah. heritage is one of those words that it's like, oh, you're like you're trying to disguise it, but really not not much. Yeah. 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 Our heritage as you mm-hmm. know, violent colonizers. Our yeah. heritage of putting the Confederate flag on the on the orange Dukes of Hazard car. <laughs> like, yes. Hey, yes. hey, we're not going to slander that beautiful vehicle on this show. American culture, heritage, and lifestyle. Like, those are... Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> my Yum. favorite ingredients on my way to fascism. <laughs> Yummy. All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about effective altruism. What could be wrong with that? You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And 
Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. And we're back and FTX collapsed. FTX was like a crypto exchange. Second largest. It was the it was the big boy. It was the one with the Larry David commercial for for us crypto outsiders who yeah. haven't donated crypto in months, like I had mentioned earlier. It's it, it's the one with the Larry David commercial and <laughs> And they're all and getting sued now. Tom Brady commercial and Oh, it, did you know Tom Brady supposedly had like his entire portfolio tied up in FTX? 
No. <laughs> yeah. I would fucking love that if that, that was true. like, I think right after like they did, it could be a lie or whatever, but they said he was like, that's where he's like, he's like, yeah, and I got all my money in FTX, dude. It's he said that way. after it, after it imploded or right before? No, this was like before. I feel like one of the like early on, like before that, way before the collapse, around the time of the commercial, he was like rah rahing like how great it is. Now, this is be, also um, the sort of rumor you start spreading when you're in a divorce and trying to give as little money as possible. <laughs> to oh, right. Your, oh, <laughs> your man. I got what? fucking slammed oh, in that FTX thing. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just saw you in a, a literal Rolex commercial yeah. in Forbes. Anyways, it, it collapsed. I went to read about it. You know, the, the articles are all like, they start out with some sentences that make you think they're going to say, this is endemic and like, this is why crypto is banks without insurance and it's just a way for people to steal money from you and it's it's got all the same problems as capitalism and then they immediately turn to so like here's the the washington post summary of it but like other crypto exchanges ftx operated outside the traditional banking system and this created enormous risks though they act like banks and brokers crypto exchanges typically are not subject to the same type of regulation insurance and disclosure rules that protect customers of traditional banks so a very like pro-bank way of like highlighting what's wrong with crypto but then the very next paragraph is like at some level, the fall of FTX is not a crypto story at all, says Adam Levitin, a Georgetown University law professor and oh, okay. principal at oh. Gordian Crypto Advisors. <laughs> so, oh, so, so it's like good. they say Two very, <laughs> they say very <laughs> clear <laughs> things, very clear problems, and then back it up with some expert from inside the world of crypto being like, "Crypto is still a safe bet, folks. Don't but, worry. It was just this guy and the fact that he was in the Bahamas." That, right. Like literally that his quote is people invested billions in an unregulated financial institution based in a Caribbean island. How could this end well? So it was the Caribbean uh, island. That that's was the why, yeah. The Bahamas, dude, like think of the fire festival. That's all bad stuff happens there. Uh, right. You know, Jeffrey Epstein's island. So we know also that like first paragraph you read it like it's amazing how it's like. It's so euphemistically describing a terrible fucking place to put your money at any in any way like possible. Right. It's like it's like imagine if you described a fucking hospital like that. It's like, you know, though, like comes with enormous risks. They're not subject to the same regulations as a hospital or safety guardrails. <laughs> right. You're like, hold on. Why don't you say this place is a fucking hellscape right. that is just is basically a place to lure people into getting swindled. But then right. no, but it's not a crypto problem. Not so. Another big part of the story is the Sam Bankman Freed's. Is that? Yeah. How, did I get that right? Yeah. He So he's like the main character that the media has settled on. He was like the CEO and he was like only 20 something. 29 or 30 when he became the youngest billionaire. Yeah. So he became a billionaire. He was like that. They were like, he sleeps at the office because he's just about his grind. And that's most american thing of all look he barely combs his hair this guy is the best well and also forget well, don't forget part of his jars <laughs> well, no, the other part of his like identity kit was that he drove like a regular ass toyota corolla yes and like so that, every single person was like oh my god dude this guy's a fucking billy and he's got yeah. a fucking corolla dog Dude, so that's the other big part shit. of the story is he was big in this movement. He was the primary funder, I think, or the largest one of the, funder. Yeah. 
of this movement called effective altruism. And the idea is, so it started with this like young philosophy professor at, I think, Oxford, one of the colleges in the UK that is the equivalent of Harvard and Stanford in America in that it is like has a reputation as like this super independent, left-leaning learning institution, Hogwarts. but it is, uh, do you say it has a reputation as Hogwarts? It's like Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is like Hogwarts. Hogwarts is Yale. Yes. Oxford yeah. is Harvard. <laughs> yes. But anyways, it, it also apparently has a big, you know, contingent of people who immediately go into investment banking and finance. And yeah, so this dude starts out and he's like, he has this utilitarian philosophy that's like, okay, so the thing that we need to do is get as many of the wealthiest people in the world as possible to do as much good with their money as possible. His first instinct was good. He was like, okay, so I'm going to look at all the different funds that help people in poor and developing countries. And, you know, for like his argument was basically like you could go become a doctor and save hundreds of people, or you could go become an investment banker and fund like these funds that save thousands, hundreds of thousands of people with donations. And like that, that's where his mind was at. And like, you can see where he's at in the early stages. And he gets Sam Bankman freed onto his side, which is why Sam Bankman freed like drove a shitty car. Like everybody involved in this, like personally donates like almost all their money. And but but they're also very like finance brained. Yeah, and, well, because a lot of the people that go into there's like a schism in the movement where a lot of people were just thinking, okay, the the classic example is like mosquito nets and how yes. investing in mosquito nets can actually have widespread effect in preventing like like uncounted deaths, like untold death. Yes. And by saying, hey, this is a cheap thing we can do, it scales and it helps a lot of people. Then it turns into this thing where people can either be like, you either got to be, the only way you get into it now is you got to have some kind of fucking disruptor ass industry level like business or something, or you earn to give like yes. th then your mindset is make as much fucking money as you can by any means possible. So you can put it into effective altruism is like, then it, that's when it starts getting like, Oh, so now we're rationalizing, making a lot of money. Right. That's what this is now becoming. Yeah. And then giving it away, which like, if you can, convince all these very wealthy people to give all their money away to like things that actually help rather than to like the, them thinking because like a big problem with like this th this is similar to the philosophy of like a lot of like billionaires in the United States where they're like okay well like I'll just become a billionaire and then I'll give the money away rather than like letting the country tax me the problem with that strategy is like rich people like money the most they like money more than anyone has ever liked anything they and they money, once yeah. yeah well they stand it even so <laughs> once they works. once they get a lot of it they are they actually become m much less likely than they thought they were at the beginning to give any of it away and two, like in this case 
you know, with Sam Bankman Fried, like you're a dipshit 29 year old crypto billionaire who made billions of dollars off of finding a way to defraud people. Like, yeah. you have absolutely no authority, no moral like structure at all, no way of knowing where that money should go. You are the product of a system that is predatory. You're going to be surrounded by predators. So, like, you're not the person to decide that. This movement, at least initially, was like, well, we, you give our, your money to us. I am a smart philosopher who has like run the numbers. I will take that money and put it in the smartest place. Unfortunately, that philosopher king guy who originally like convinced him, he spends like the next decade of his life with crypto people and finance people. And he like just becomes very... I don't know, like y you can just see the way that money infects the truths that yeah. are like you like, for instance, they keep skipping over climate as a thing to be worried about. And like his justification is like, well, a lot of climate gr groups aren't for cap and trade, which is like, you yeah. know, you treat the climate crisis like a stock market and it'll solve itself, essentially. That's his, like, first argument against it. And then the second one, which is fucking wild, they're, like, talking about... So eventually they move to this, like, near-termist stuff, like bed nets. And yeah. there's even a part where Sam Bankman-Fried is like, I never really went through the bed nets phase of this. Like, because, <laughs> because that's all emotional. Of how to use your money efficiently for yeah. the greatest outcome, which, okay that's all emotionally driven miles and i'm more with a long-termist mindset yeah bro. right uh-huh and so he fuck what was, what was i say it's it's like so fucking mind-boggling and infuriating well i mean you can't really care about the environment and be super into crypto at the same time no like right. just with how much damage also, those things right. do <laughs> the, but the idea too of being into long-termism and and ignoring Earth, the health of the planet like how long is this term exactly that you're considering yeah. well so they start they're like now like well actually when you have like these small threats over a long enough time because the population is going to grow investing a small amount in a small threat now will actually have the greater impact like years and years from now but they they just have and this I build my spaceship they have this outsized opinion of their own ability to like know what the problems are going to be in yeah. like 200 years well, they so they fixate instead of being fixating on climate change they fucking fixate on ai and like the terminator apocalypse yeah yeah that's what they're focused on that's yeah. what they're like putting a lot of their money into the because yeah that so like this part in the New Yorker article, the, they say, this is a quote, the major contributor to existential risk, according to them, was not climate change, which even in a worst case scenario is unlikely to render the planet wholly uninhabitable. New Zealand, for example, might be fine. Instead, he singles out engineered pathogens and runaway artificial intelligence. Right. And then I, I also want to read a quote from somebody within this movement later on because that uh, this also really informs this worldview. Nick Beckstead, the philosopher at the helm of the Future Fund, remarked in his 2013 dissertation, richer countries have substantially more innovation and their workers are much more economically productive. By ordinary standards, at least by ordinary enlightened human humanitarian standards, saving and improving lives in rich countries is about equal is about equally as important as saving and improving lives in poor countries, provided lives are improved by roughly comparable amounts. 
but it now seems more plausible to me that saving a life in a rich country is substantially more important than saving a life in a poor country. So it's fucking Jonathan Swift. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but like they're (laughs) open about this shit. They're just like, because then you can make more money, which allows you to solve more problems. But it's just they've been fucking they've been incepted by money. And like, that's that's the thing with the like all the writing about FTX that I was just hit by over and over again, is that until nobody can make billions of dollars off of crypto, they won't write the truth about crypto because in our society, in our version of capitalism, like hypercapitalism, the tr- it's not just like that they have a bias towards what makes the most money. It's that like what is going to make the most money like gravitationally pulls like their perception of what the truth is. Yeah. Because because like that is the thing that the business section is going to write about. And that is the thing that the owners of these newspapers are going to care about. It's just like we're watching this thing where we're saying the same thing over and over again, where we're like, yeah, crypto seems like a scam. Everybody can kind of look at it and see it's a scam. And yet the mainstream media just keeps writing these fucking gullible articles that are like these accounts of, yeah, we we don't know yeah. what happened again. It seems like maybe this guy was crazy. And then like, like doing the New York Times thing, of like, let's ask the cops right they think. yeah it's like you're not AKA gonna the- like get a real computer scientist there to tell you how much of a fucking sham crypto is in general and then start your fucking analysis from there to right. say like look at disaster after disaster of these companies showing up and becoming as the guy said this thing's worse than fucking enron you know right. like how are you then being like yeah this isn't a crypto problem it is it's unregulated and the so much of the the market is driven by these like whales trying to get out now and normalize crypto use so they can cash the fuck out and yeah. it's also like this other thing too where just like crypto even within effective altruism like if you were actively questioning like they they would they would have open forums and discuss things but if you were like actively questioning like ah, i think it's a better way to do it they kind of treated how they would people who were like crypto like fud people who are like being like, oh, you're just trying to fucking so disc like, you know, distrust and stuff. And like, you're not you're not actually about this. You're a hater. And again, it, it further insulates itself from actually any critical analysis of what they're doing. And it's like even the momentum of Sam Bankman Freed is like this thing where people get so caught up in this billionaire worship. They never for a second go, this guy is pro- could be full of shit. Like the 600 people that came before him on the same thing of like. I've got this great idea. I'm Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, wait, it's bullshit. I'm Elon Musk. No, you're a fuck like, no, this, this is all, this is all horse shit. Elon Uh, Musk, by the way, commented on that philosopher, like leader guy's last book being like, this book's actually a pretty close match to my philosophy. So he's going to be on board. So you're a philosopher king. Yeah. As he now tries to inseminate the planet. So there's many people with his DNA running around, which is his end game. It seems like. Right. Yeah. Based on his love of Genghis Khan. So, yeah. But I, it, it is like really interesting that like I think there's something at a subconscious level that's happening because they've fixated on the singularity and like this robot yeah. apocalypse where the robots become like out of control so much smarter and they're thinking faster than us and they decide to kill us because that is like actually what is happening with capitalism. Like yeah, the singularity has happened with capitalism. You are the like, robots. When you are doing an analysis of human lives and you're like, the ones that make more money are the ones that are more valuable. 
Like that, you you have completely, like the money has gotten in and is doing the thinking for you and you are no longer, like the, the singularity has happened and it's very smart. It's a hyper like machine, like, you know, nanotechnology that is everywhere and it destroys any amount of like thinking and like this idea that started with like, let's get bed nets to people who are suffering yeah, by inviting in by inviting like fucking investment bankers to the conversation becomes this like thing that's all about like just denying climate change is a problem and like focusing on spending money in things that can like disrupt their you know disrupt industries basically to generate more money it's just it just becomes another money making scheme no 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 you know so like you, you just got to get on board with this stuff. Okay, so hear me out. Okay. Oh, good. We got, the, we got these nets. Old news. Cold right. potatoes. Okay. We put vaccines in the mosquitoes. Whoa. I mean. Pair down the nets. Dap, 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 dap. Spending less. Now, now the mosquitoes are mosquitoes for good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then, I see you're going to that. Send me, uh, send me a doge. <laughs> Send me everyone out there in Radio Land, please. And I will. I'll start. I'll start pumping these skeeters full of of horse horse medicine. I think at the end of the day, it's just it's anything that billionaires are engaging in to like rationalize their wealth is just going to be corrupted by the fact that they're like engaged in this like massive accumulation of wealth to begin with, because so many of them are being like. Okay, norm. I usually feel bad that I know I'm just sucking up all the wealth out of the like a given place, but now, but the thing is, I'm actually doing it for effective altruism, where I will fight the robots. Yeah. So then it's okay. And I'll now, make so much robot money, the robots yes. won't be able to have money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> where are they right. gonna plug in at night? Nowhere. Because they'll I be in poor robot countries. Yeah. And we're not gonna help those robot countries. Right. The New Yorker article is definitely worth reading. It's like it ends with the reporter on a walk with this guy who's like this hot shit philosopher. Like he's the youngest philosopher teacher, philosophy professor ever to teach at Oxford. And like he's the head of this like multi-billion dollar fund. And he's like walking past this park that has been taken over as like a like tent city. And she's like and his eyes just kind of flick past that. And he like looks at the horizon and he's like, I just... I really hope we're not focusing on the wrong problems with this like AI apocalypse thing, <laughs> but like doesn't even yeah. comment on any shit. Yeah, and like is, the New York yeah. article doesn't even comment on the fact that he's like not worried about fucking climate change. They're right. they're just like they just take the fucking New Zealand thing yeah. as like, like at face value. It's like, do you think it might be because like so much of the existing economy that is funding his movement is tied up in fossil fuels and like that he just can't he can't, can't deal with any reality that might so he's just he's all, he's probably buying into all the shit they're saying about like well BP actually believes in a better future, you know? Yeah, who fucking knows. I mean, I think it's it, it's it's just fucked up because effective altruism, if done correctly, seems like a quite a beneficial force on the yeah. planet. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of critics, too, are like, they're like, this could either completely fuck up the idea that this is worth something doing or like maybe they can actually kind of get find a way to 
like reform this movement a bit, understanding like these were the pitfalls that we fell yeah. into that like a lot of critics and people who left the movement were like, this is bad. Y'all aren't going to do the right thing by having more of these people in here. Yeah. So no, they're fucked, by the way. Like they're yeah. like, I, I've seen those, but like you can see it in the way that the guy, the philosophy professor guy who heads up the fund responds to criticism and he's just like I, I i'd love to hear it out and like the person's like well maybe like instead of you just deciding what's done with the money you like open it up nah, to, nah, like, oh, stop, it, stop, stop. He, he's like i he takes it it's exactly like zuckerberg he takes yeah. it in and then they're like and he ignores the fuck out of it he oh. he seems very receptive to it and ignores the fuck out of right, it. right 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 yeah they're they're fucked but there there is a, there is room for a movement like this that is not centralized and does not have the like do, does not have any like influence coming in from like the world of finance and investment banks. But like that's what like no angel investors allowed. But right. like, that's the sort of thing. you And need. what's wild is on top of all that, a ton of people who got <laughs> unfortunately duped into this FTX nonsense and are now. Yeah. <laughs> creating a more disenfranchised people who bought into it. The guy was dismissing bed nets as a phase that like people who want to help people like go through because it like makes them feel good emotionally, but it's actually not the real problem. And was giving himself credit for like knowing what the problems were going to be 150 years from now. He was not perceptive enough to see the problem in his own fucking company that like lost thousands of people, like ruined thousands of people's lives. Yeah, but I think there's also I think there's also a lot to say that Sam Bankman Fried was just full of shit the whole time too. You know, because like he was giving like that Vox interview or like those DMs he was exchanging, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know, I was just saying, you know, it's like I was just saying the right shit to keep my fucking image up." And right. you're like, "What the fuck?" And I think it just shows again. He said something really interesting. He's like, "You know, you go and you like, you basically go and you recite like the right shibboleths, and you know, show that you have your collection of the right opinions societally, and that's enough to get you in the door to a lot of places." And I'm like, "You know, you said the quiet part out loud right there, where <laughs> right. it's like you say the right things, and enough people will believe that whatever adventure you're on is noble or whatever." And then I don't know. I just kept going from there. It's just, whew. yeah. Read those interviews, too, like especially in the fallout of it. This guy is he doesn't know when to stop talking, although him talking has been very illuminating. Yeah. Well, Stephen, truly a pleasure, as always, having you on the yes. Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you well, <laughs> Instagram, for sure. Uh, Wilbur <laughs> with an E spelled out Wilbur with an E. Other platforms, TBD. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? looking your box of ashes? You see anything? Well, good in there? I wanted to pour one out for a legend and I can't find it. Somebody somebody shout out in the comments what it was. Do you remember that tweet from it was an account saying they were Dr. Frankfurter from no. Rocky Horror and it, they did the like, I bet you're trembling with Antissa. <laughs> and then five years later, tweeted patient, <laughs> and like Twitter, Twitter didn't get better than that afterwards. So yeah, yeah, pour one out. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh uh, man, find me on Twitter and Instagram. Just if there's if there's an at symbol, Miles the Gray, good chance I'm there. Or at least have an account. God, and also Mad Boosties. Miles and Jack got Mad Boosties. Boosties. Are, 
our uh, top-rated 100% basketball podcast, and also 420 Day Fiance. Uh, check that other show out as well. There is, let's see, let's see. Uh, uh, um, God, some good ones. Where's uh, the uh, one? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, uh, first one from at Alexis J Report tweeted, we should have had Twitter awards. The guy who made that Del Curry divorce thread deserves one. Yes. I, yes. The best. Yes. Truly yes. That's best. still one of my favorite tweet threads. If you remember when he said, but, <laughs> but <laughs> let me tell you something you don't want. I'll just read a little bit. He said, you don't want to be out here. You think you want to be out here. Cause you, this was talking about uh, Del Curry. Uh, getting yeah. divorced to his wife. And he said, when you get out here, life. you ain't going to want to be out here no more. Last time you was out here, out here was different. You think something's better? I come to let you know the best you're going to get is what you already got. He's like, I don't know why you don't want to do the work. You're going to come out here and ain't going to like it. All they do is start podcasts and talk, talking about plate fixing, 14 minutes of being about being <laughs> out here. You're going to start saying these females. Uh, where's the other one he said? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be out here learning TikTok dances and falling off milk crates. Oh, one of my favorites. He's uh, not wrong. Yeah. No, not, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Not at Fail, all. Brilliant points. <laughs> Another one was at, at Charlie Sosnick tweeted 1,000 Twitter employees with three months severance pray for Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That feels very. <laughs> God, who knows where, what, what place they're going to go uh, and get together. And then another one uh, is from Thoughty Peoples at Not Carton Banks tweeted, uh, just a quote says, mm-hmm. they said Twitter might not make it overnight. Yeah, all the family up there now. <laughs> <laughs> like any phone call talking about somebody about to pass. Oh, man. Twitter Oof. might not exist by the time this shows up, but... Or it might, it'll exist. Not gonna, it'll exist. It's just going to be, it'll probably be non-functioning. And then we'll did have you to try like, and uh, download your thing. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah, I did. Yeah. My data. I'm waiting for them to message me back that it's ready to download. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. did that with all my vines. Yeah. Now oh, I you did? Got them. I got them on a thumb drive somewhere. Oh, I fucked up so bad with that. I have, oh, my vines are gone. My vines are gone. I should post my vines on Twitter just in a burst this weekend. Yes. Yep. But when, when I was trying to do the, like, download all my data, the it was like, all right, you got to do the two-factor authentication. And <laughs> only one of those worked. <laughs> the, 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 it only worked over email. You can't have them text you. They will not text you. Oh, boy. So that, that one's down. It's on, it's on one Ouch. leg at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ghosted. <laughs> I'm old. It's three dots. Just, yeah, three everything. Dots. Everything's the same. Like, I, every, everything's just comments about how everything's dead at Twitter. But I, I'm enjoying it. Like Cody had, what I'm hearing from Twitter employees is that there aren't any. That's Dr. <laughs> Mr. Cody. Ron Denbliker tweeted, it should have been Facebook, broken heart emoji. That is absolutely the truth. April Clark, just a good old fashioned said, my wife is pissed at me because I discovered I'm Polly. You cheated on me. I'm literally coming out to you right now, but okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> like it's funny when people are tweeting that. Like, it's so, the, the yeah, timeline like is chaos. Tweet. Yeah. It's fucking chaos. Like, people are crying. People are, like, giving people each other their flowers and shit. And then occasionally you get someone to be like, do horses get bored? <laughs> exactly. And you're like, yeah, yeah, all right. But... Shout out to you. Shout out to yeah. you. Yeah. They must, right? 
I was going to tweet that. It's something I really think about because there's, uh, I walk by like when I see horses like in their stalls all night, like they're like just standing up and shit. Just like, yeah, shit. Like yeah. what are they thinking about? <laughs> they wish they could binge New Girl or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> or the new season of Emily in Paris. At least. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what's the song that we think people might enjoy? Who even cares, dude? Fucking school's out forever. Twitter's dead, bro. Oh, yeah. uh, Alice Cooper. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, let's go out on this track by Smoke City. Uh, it's called Numbers, Interlude Number One. And it's like, this is like a group from like the late 90s. But they got like, it's just good Brazilian bossa nova sound. And like this vocalist is just kind of counting in, in Portuguese. And it's, it's just kind of, I don't know, good. Good for your Monday, you know? Mm. Take this and enjoy your Monday, however you want to do that. But don't freak out. You know? Don't freak out too much. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning, back this afternoon, to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.